Hey there, my name is Lexi and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Lex Chat. This week we're going to be talking about studio relationships as a female engineer. How do I handle them? How do they come about? Have I ever fallen into dating or getting involved with my clients? This topic is courtesy of at Benjamin Button. Thank you so much for submitting this topic. If this is a conversation you'd be interested in hearing more about, stay tuned. I went to sleep at like seven yesterday. I'm trying to remember if I got everything done that I was supposed to. I don't think I did. Um, matter of fact, I missed out on recording the Lex chat last week. I'm trying to really figure out like, how did I do that? Ironically, I don't be going by Benjamin. That's hilarious. So it's okay if I call you by your real name. Did we want eyelashes today? I'll take eyelashes. I didn't do my makeup today. Oh, that's pretty. So yeah, um, I don't know how I ended up not recording. I guess it just, I guess I just lost track of time or I didn't plan properly. I think that I had the thought to do Lex Chat last week, but I never, um, I don't know, I just didn't get around to it. So I guess I'll go ahead and announce that I probably won't be doing any Lex Chats for the month of March because I have a lot going on in March. March is looking like the busiest month. Um, I'm really scared about it. Not gonna lie, I'm really scared about it. Um, I have photo shoot March 1st for a black owned chip company. And then Saturday, March 5th, I will be performing live with Mark Dub. Matter of fact, tomorrow, Sunday, I have a session, I have a model rehearsal, and then I have band rehearsal for that March 5th show. Still gotta get the kill switch installed in my car because I'm joining the Turo business. Um, March 1st is that photo shoot. I think that's Tuesday. Um, Saturday, March 5th is the live show. March 9th, I'm going out to record a performance that's going to be streamed on the 12th of March. So the performance of the 9th, that's on a Wednesday in Columbus, Georgia, but it's not gonna be streamed until Saturday the 12th with SEMA TV. And then the next thing is gonna be I'm traveling to Sierra Leone, Africa, okay? Um, that show is gonna be March 18th, but I'm flying out March 16th. It's gonna take like an entire day to get there. So I won't get there until the 17th. I'm gonna fly from Atlanta to France, from France to Guinea, from Guinea to Sierra Leone. And then coming back from Sierra Leone, to France, to Atlanta. I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of nervous about traveling. F COVID, I don't care about COVID. I'm blessed that it has not affected me health-wise. Um, but what makes me nervous is the fact that, you know, 
Russia started its attack on Ukraine. And even though France is far from Kyiv and Russia, Kyiv, Kyiv, Kyiv sounds better to me. Even though France is, you know, kind of far from Kyiv and Russia, it's still, we don't know what's gonna happen in the next few weeks. That attack happened seemingly overnight. Like, you know, they said that Russia was poisoned for an attack, but, and then the attack, the attack happened all suddenly, you know? So it does worry me traveling over there. I don't want things to escalate and then I get stuck in a foreign country. Um, if shit goes down, I would rather be on my homeland, but hey, who knows? Cause you can't travel with a gun. Uh, but yeah, so those are some things that are happening. Um, what else is going on? Just been writing music like usual. Um, I guess we can get into the relationship thing today. I was supposed to log back on yesterday, like I told y'all, to do the Lex chat, but I got so tired that I just went to sleep instead. And so now I'm trying to make sure that I do this before um, my session at one at 2.30. So, but yeah, those are some quick announcements on what's going on with me. Um, I got out of bed this morning. I went to sleep at like seven yesterday, fell asleep on the couch. I woke up at like three and finally went to the bed. And I got up, I woke up at about 7.30 this morning. Didn't get up till like eight, but I went to the gym, worked out. I did cardio. I did a f kind of a full body thing. I did cardio, did lower body with my glute bands. I did arms, I did abs. And then I finished with an incline walk. I don't think I worked out all week because I've been locked up in the studio with one of my clients. He likes to, he likes to work late hours. But we did get in one day at like three o'clock in the afternoon and we didn't leave till three the next morning. We recorded from three until 11, but then we have such a good working relationship now that we, we stayed after the session for like two, three hours and we're just talking. Um, I really enjoy his conversation. And then other nights we'll start at like 11. We're not getting out until four or five in the morning. I'm gonna be real though, they have an unfair advantage because they stay popping Adderalls to stay awake. And I've taken Adderall a couple times, it helps, but I'm the type of person, if I can't do it in my sober state, then I don't want to keep popping pills or doing whatever to be able to have that advantage, I guess. Adderall will definitely keep you up, it'll keep you focused. And that's the experience I have anytime I take it. But it also gives me like a, a fidgety kind of feel. And it kind of gives me anxiety if I'm sitting still for too long. So I don't love taking Adderall all the time. I'm, but that's just me. That's the kind of person I am. I don't, I would rather go through life having to experience things naturally in my natural state. So I feel like if I have to do drugs or drink, sometimes it's fun, but I would rather know how things feel in my right mind, in my natural state. Does that make sense? I hope so, that's just how I am. But I don't knock anybody who does it. Um, it has its benefits for sure. Um, as far as appetite, Benjamin Button asks, does it affect your appetite? As far as appetite, um, 
I would say just like they say the same thing for Molly. I've only done Molly a couple of times and I was not hungry on either of them. In general though, I'm trying to do a better job of eating anyway, but I didn't have any kind of appetite on Adderall. So that's something you gotta be careful of. Um, you'll mess around and crash because you'll feel like you need to be moving and doing all these things and being active, but you'll forget to eat. So beware of that, be mindful of that. And if you do Molly, be mindful of that as well. Um, excuse me. But I do like that it makes me feel, well, it keeps me awake. And the only reason they give me Adderall is because they want me to stay awake so they can keep recording. <laughs> Terrible. And I obliged because I hadn't done it before. I'm the type of person I also want to try things at least once so I can know what it was like. So that's just me. Um, what else has been going on with Lexi? I want to say that um, the same issues I was dealing with or talking about in regards to like anxiety, I still have them still same issues. I'm still dealing with feeling like there's like a constant weight on my chest. And uh, there's like this impending doom hanging over me a lot of days. And I think because I've been working so crazy with this particular client specifically, and it's been like four or five days out of the week, I want to say that I've been developing like a brain fog and I've been moving slow. I haven't been working out for real. Um, so I think maybe I need to slow down. There's just been so many requests for sessions this week that I have not like followed through on because I'm just effing tired. Um, so yeah, I went to sleep mad early last night to try to um, get my rest back. And I still woke up feeling cloudy in the mind. Um, I did search on Google, you know, what is that about? Cause I feel forgetful and I feel anxious. And I know that I need to eat, but I'm not hungry. Um, I just bought like a meal prep thing the other day it said 10 pack and I have 10 lids, but I only got nine containers. That's a problem. Somebody lied, but I got a meal prep thing and I'm going to, I'm going to, for the next couple of weeks, experiment with eating every three hours and snacking in between because for the kind of body that I want, I'm not feeding my body what it needs to give me the body that I want aesthetically. And the reason why I don't see any change is because I might want to burn off fat, but I'm not telling my body that it's going to get any outside source of nutrients. So by me not eating, I'm telling my body that whatever food we get, we need to hold on to. And it's made the metabolism slow or it's it's made it so that my metabolism is not working as effectively as I would want it to, to have the body that I want. So, you know, most girls want flat stomach and a big booty. That's what I want as well. I was talking to someone the other day. He said, ooh, like, since I met you, you've really been filling out. I said, oh, thank you. Yes, I have been. <laughs> I've been working. There's only so much actual weights can do for you, though. You really, it's 80% diet and 20% fitness. And I've been missing a lot of workout days because of this particular client. But since I'm not really eating like that, or since I haven't been eating, 
my body's not seeing much like I'm not getting fat or anything, but I'm also not losing the weight that I want to lose because I'm not giving my body the, the calories and the nutrients that it needs. It doesn't trust that I'll feed it. So I've been working on that. And I think that is I think that's also contributed to the brain fog, the brain fog, brain frog. I was about to combine those words. I think that's been uh that's also been contributing to the brain fog that I've been experiencing because I'm not eating like I need to. But I'm, I made an effort by getting those meal prep things and then I bought a three pound thing of turkey meat, of ground turkey. So, and I'll, I'll share that on my fitness page. Um, I have a bunch of frozen vegetables that I cooked and I made the ground turkey and I got rid of the potatoes, Those that, that was my starch. So, it is really bad because I'm studying to be a nutritionist, right? I got two chapters left. It's been two weeks since I've read my chapters and since I've taken a quiz. And this course expires on the 28th of March. So I need to get a move on because I need to take my exam by then. I'll probably work on that on Monday or Tuesday. Oh my God, I need to get my hair done by then. But yeah, so I think me working all the time and not eating properly and not working out that's all contributed to my brain fog but at least i'm aware of it right so yeah tell me about what y'all have been doing since we last chatted oh that was the other announcement i needed to make too i'm probably because i don't think i finished the thought i'm probably not going to record any lex chats in march depending on how I feel the month is going. Uh, I don't anticipate that I'll be recording anything, but I do have pre-recorded episodes that I can post. So yeah, I do have pre-recorded episodes that I can post. So that will help to keep me um, consistent. I still have part one and two of being an artist is an emotional roller coaster. And then I have um london elixir's book review the review for her book um and i feel like i have something else but i don't remember what it is so maybe i can record i can at least record two episodes i know for sure i could at least do two episodes but yeah that's what's been going on with me what's been going on with everybody else what's been going on with y'all and um, do we want to still stick with the topic of relationships in the studio, whether that be romantic or client-based? Do we still want to stick with that topic? Benjamin Button says, been writing heavy the last month for Pleasure P, Justin Bieber, and some Def Jam artists. I'm jealous because I've been trying to hit up P for a while. I actually need him to sign some stuff for me, but... That's really amazing. I'm happy for you. I got to work with P last year for a couple of weeks. Um, I didn't do much writing because I don't feel like they liked my ideas. And I'm like lower on the totem pole of writers, you know, or like accolades. So when that tends to happen, you know, people don't really take you serious. I did some background vocals on some songs for him, but I don't think they, they're not giving me credit on um, stuff that I wrote. It is what it is. 
but I got a feature with him, so I'm happy. <laughs> I'm really happy for you though, that's amazing. Been writing for Pleasure P, Justin Bieber, and some Def Jam artists. That's really dope. Has that been, uh, is he still working on like a crazy schedule? Like eight o'clock at night until 10 a.m. the next morning or eight to eight, he, he does. When I did work with him, we did long sessions. We did long sessions, which was cool because it showed me how much he works. And it's almost as if that man does not sleep. And that's when I realized I'm not doing enough. But I always feel like I'm not doing enough. So he said, yeah, he'd be going till the afternoon. Woo! But they're not at Tree Sound anymore, right? Are they at Keith Sweat's house? sweats house i need to get my lashes done too gotta get my hair done and i gotta get my lashes done i don't think i want to take a session after this two hour one i have to deal with the my 12 year old client today who is really i have to question whether or not tree sound and now it's what's house okay that's really dope i passed by tree sound the other day because I had a, a meeting down there in Duluth and I had to pass by Tree Sound. That's really great. I'm happy for you, Ronnie. Like, Ronnie. Like, new edition, Ronnie? Wait, Ronnie? Who am I thinking of? I don't know. I'm not sure who Ronnie is. But, uh, yeah, maybe I should see you telling me that now. I feel like I'm slacking, but I'm not slacking. Lil Ronnie, the producer. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not familiar. I feel like I'm slacking because, but I've just been writing for, well, y'all, y'all have seen, you've seen me on live. I've been writing for my clients. I've been writing for myself. I've really just been keeping my head down and doing for me. Um, uh, another, another update. I don't know if y'all can really tell on here. And no one really notices unless I point it out. But I have, um, I'm insecure about my teeth because this one is actually really crooked. If you can see it. This one is actually really crooked my top left buck tooth is crooked. Um, and in considering management, that was one of the things she pointed out, like, yeah, we need to get the ball rolling on straightening out your teeth. It's nothing personal. It's just, you don't see big name artists with crooked teeth. So my buck tooth on the left at the top is crooked. And like the tooth next to that is kind of crooked as a result. And then some of my teeth on the bottom are crooked. And um, that's just from aging teeth shift after a while. Um, I was offered the opportunity to get braces when I was younger, but I didn't want them. I didn't think I needed them. Uh, but over the years, my teeth have shifted. And so, hello, Black. How are you? Black 406. 
So, um, yeah, I finally took a step in getting my teeth straightened by applying for Bite. Uh, last year, I did go into Smile Bright and did a digital screening. They do like a digital impression where it's like a thing. It's like a camera they put into your mouth and it's taking 3D pictures of your mouth and it can create impressions based off of that. But I never went through with ordering from them. Um, come to find out, Bite is actually cheaper monthly than Smile Bright anyway. So I did the impression kit and I had to, they send you a thing of silly putty. <laughs> Thank you, Black Pearl 6. They send you four impression trays. So you do twice on the top, twice on the bottom. And then you have four, you have eight things of silly putty, a light putty and a dark putty. You mix them together to create the gel that you're gonna do your impressions on. You bite into it for four minutes each, pack it back into the box, and then you send it off to bite so they can let you know, did you, did you do a good job with your impressions or not? So waiting to hear back on that. Hopefully I did it properly, I don't know. Um, only thing I'm not excited about is it's, it's the money portion. I am still in debt and that would be a monthly cost of like 80 per month, which believe it or not is scary. I don't have medical insurance though, but it is cheaper than braces. Braces would be like upwards of $5,000 just to get them put on. That's not even like the appointments to tighten them and adjust them. But with Bite, I'll get like a five to six month program where I wear them day and night for five to six months and it's, it'll straighten out my teeth. Um, and then I'll be less insecure about my teeth, hopefully. And I have an overbite. But nobody ever notices because people say that they love my smile. So yeah, that's, that's something to think of. But yeah, that's it for the Lex check. Let's get into the topic for today's Lex chat after these messages. So how is the studio, how are the studio relationships as a female engineer? The way that this question was posed leads me to believe that you mean romantically. Benjamin Button says, I'm sure dudes shoot their shot all the time. Uh, to comment on that, yes, they do. Even when I'm not feeling my prettiest, it is the most interesting thing to me. So... This is actually a wig right now that I have on, but for the past couple of days, I've either had braids or I've had my hair pulled back into like a ponytail or a bun. And I still was wearing dresses, but for the most part, when I'm going to the studio, I'm tomboy mode. I'm in sweatpants, I'm in joggers, I'm in sweatsuits, you know, baggy clothes. If I'm wearing like my workout pants, it might be like a Nike suit. That's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a little more cute than some of the other things I've been wearing. But for the most part, I'm very much dressed down. 
I'm not doing too much. I don't wear makeup when I go to the studio. And I think it's more so, I think for me, it's a laziness thing, but it's also a I don't care thing. I like how I look and I know that I look nice when I put myself completely together. So I'm, I don't necessarily care what these people are thinking about me when they come to record. And that might not be the best that might not be the best way to think because lately, and I do, I do recognize that as an artist, the music industry is very visual, right? And it's important that our first impression is made based off of what I look like. The thing is though, I already know that I like how I look. I don't care if you don't like how I look because I like how I look, but I have to care what other people think about the way I look. And that's what I battle with constantly. Most of the times I'm in the studio, I'm dressed down. I don't care how people are viewing me because um, I'm not looking for that attention from them anyway. But this past week, <laughs> I've been completely natural coming to the studio. I wash my face and I do like an eye cream and a face cream thing. And it leaves my skin looking very radiant. And then I also drink a lot of water throughout the day. So staying and, and staying hydrated helps with keeping my skin clear and keeping like the collagen in my face. And just when you drink water, your cells are made up of majority water and fat. So when you're giving your body what you need, you're going to glow. I come in looking natural and I'm wearing a dress. So it's a tight dress. It's showing off my curves. Um, but my face has no makeup and my hair is like pulled back into a bun. And it's kind of nappy because um taking it out of braids. But one of my clients, the one that I spent a lot of time with, because we just be in there four or five days out the week. He was like, damn, Lex, you are naturally a beautiful woman. Like, you don't have no makeup on. Your hair is pulled back in a bun. And your body is nice in that dress, but you're just a naturally beautiful woman. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And then, of course, he slid in there and you've really been thickening up since <laughs> since I met you. You've really been filling out. And I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so um, I have a filter on right now for Instagram Live. But yeah, I let me sit up, too. I genuinely I genuinely do like how I look naturally. And you'd be surprised how many people that rubs the wrong way. It's not me telling anybody that they think they're ugly because they do all these things. It's just me saying that I can step out of my house looking however I look and my confidence is still going to be there. Even if I don't feel like I'm confident, I'm going to pretend like I'm the baddest in the world. But um, yeah, guys definitely shoot their shot all the time coming into the studio. Benjamin Button also asks, do you find the clients or artists do you find that they blur the lines? It depends. I've been in a situation where I rejected a guy's advance and then I never saw him again as his engineer. I've been in a situation where I rejected their advance and we just kept recording. Like, you know, he just shot his shot, but he recognized that I was also a good engineer. I should also note that people who I have rejected and it was my first time working with them, Maybe they didn't see the value of me as an engineer yet because that was my first and only time working with them. And they never came back to work with me after that rejection. 
I don't know if that has to do with me or maybe they're just not consistent as an artist or whatever have you. Uh, there have also been situations where the client was not able to, and I guess I should clarify because I have, I have messed with some clients. As long as I've been engineering, yes, those lines have been blurred. There have been three clients, three or four clients, three or four, four clients. I've been engineering, keep in mind, I've been engineering for nine years and I've only messed with four clients outside the studio on a romantic level, whatever. Um, those clients, there's always been flirting in the studio, but while we're in the studio, the focus is very much on getting the music done. Except for one of the clients where sometimes we got carried away flirting and laughing and just having such a good time. Um, and he also had like the money to spend. So I don't think he really mattered. He really minded that much. And those sessions were always the most fun though. So yeah, the lines would get blurred, but there's always been a clear understanding of we're here to make music. We're here to have a good time, but the music comes first. And then whatever we do outside the studio, we don't need to bring that to the studio whatever we're doing in the studio, we don't need to do, we don't need to bring that into whatever's happening outside the studio. So I think I've been really fortunate in that anytime I have gotten romantic with a client, it's been very professional and there's been no hard feelings. Benjamin Button says, I've seen you in studio mode and step out mode. Incredible either way. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, I can, I can do both. Um, I do often wonder, will I retain more clients if I dress up more? But how I'm dressed should not be the determining factor for whether or not you come back to the studio to record. Because um, what happens too is I have to tell some of these guys that they're not that good. Or if I've been working for them for a while and you haven't improved... A lot of guys don't like being told the truth, I'm finding. Or they don't want to acknowledge that maybe they're not the best. So it becomes uh, an issue of pride in a lot of settings, too. They'll try to shoot their shot. But when it comes time for me to be real with them, they are offended. Especially since, oh, I, I made a pass at you. Not only are you rejecting me romantically, but you're also rejecting my music. I think what gets irritating for me is when a guy will, <laughs> he'll act like I'm supposed to like his music just because he asked me out once or twice. But um, I can like you and not like your music. Can I? That's a lie. Let me, I'll take that back. I cannot dislike your music and like you at the same time. If I don't like your music, it shows me that you lack a depth of character. I'll put it that way. Uh, Benjamin Button says, same thing for me. I don't have many male vocal students for that same reason. Pride. Yeah, I think um, I'm glad you shared that because I think that's a common, a common theme. If I'm thinking about it right now, there's too much pride involved and 
This also goes into another conversation what I've had that I've had with someone where I'm I'm trying to explain or I had to make it clear to the person that like someone who has your best interests at heart, you're not always going to love being around them. You're not always going to love their vibe because they're not a yes person. But that's most likely the person who cares the most about what you got going on and what you're doing. Oftentimes, doing the right thing does not feel good. Or oftentimes, opening yourself up for criticism does not feel all that great. And the, but the, and the person who really cares about you, they're the ones telling you, you did great, but, or we could really stand to work on this more. Um, and so it doesn't always feel that great. And it's not always comfortable to hear those things. So the person who cares about you the most, you might end up creating distance between the two of you because you might feel like I'm always critiquing you. Yeah, I am always critiquing you because I actually want to see you do better. I got to put this on the charger. Yeah, I am always critiquing you because I want to see you do better. Um, And I will say that those who have pride, which was... And I'll say the ones who have had crushes on me, who have attempted to date me, but I just didn't give in to that because they weren't my type. And if I don't like your music, I'm probably not going to like you because your music is showing me how you think. And if in your lyrics, you are only talking about how many bitches you're screwing, um, how much drugs you do how you're always going out and partying. That's not impressive to me. If you can never tell me a story in your lyrics and your music doesn't impress me, I'm probably not going to want to date you because what are we possibly going to talk about? You show me no depth in your music, yet you claim to want to be famous for this. You claim to make to want to make an impact, but you never speak about anything impactful. You never speak about anything more than turning up, drinking, doing drugs. So, yeah, but back to my point about, you know, the person who cares the most is usually the one that you were not always going to feel great around because they're the ones telling you the truth. And yeah, you may be doing great, but okay, there's always something that you're going to need to improve on. So, um, like I said, the guys who have had crushes on me... um, they nothing like nothing went further than them expressing that they had a crush and they try to ask me out. Um, I found that they are the ones who have a lot of pride because they're also the type to when they ask me out, they're telling me, oh, hit me up when you have free time. I don't operate that way. You got to be more intentional with me. Um. And I'll put it this way too. If you are inconsistently booking sessions, why would I be led to believe that you will be consistent with me in a relationship? So I don't I don't relate to anything you say in your music. I don't like your music. And then you're inconsistent when it comes to booking your sessions. So that right there is already telling me we're not gonna have great conversations if I ever did accept a date with you. And we probably would not date at all because 
you don't even follow through on what you say you want. You say you want to make an impact in music, but you're only booking sessions once every six months. Maybe your priorities are wrong. Like, is, is it the money? You don't have the money to come book sessions? Or are you so worried about turning up that you're not thinking about the studio? There's a whole, there's a bunch of layers that, this is just how my mind thinks anyway. As far as if I don't like your lyrics, we're probably not going to have good conversations. If you're not a consistent client, you'll probably never take me on consistent dates. And I won't take you seriously because I see your behavior in one aspect of your life. In my mind, I'm thinking deeply about how this is going to boil over into a romantic aspect of your life. Brian Blizzak says your eyes are dangerous heart eyes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Benjamin Button says that's a very good point about caring. Yeah, and it's um, I'm trying to get my mind uh, to more eloquently speak about the conversation I had with this person about, you know, oftentimes in life, and I just made a Twitter post about this, follow me at this is Lexi on Twitter, because my Lexi ATL Twitter page has been suspended because I did Beyonce covers and they claimed copyright, whatever. But go follow me on Twitter at this is Lexi. This is where I talk about this stuff. But one of the latest tweets that I made said something along the lines of, I may, I may want, how do I say? I wish I took a screenshot, but basically how a lot of times doing what's right is not something that I necessarily want to do, but it's something that I recognize is going to be the better choice for my future, for the things that I say I want. So I'll give an example, right? There has been a client where we've been talking about possibly taking things to a, another level, right? But a lot of the ideals that he's talked about, I wouldn't feel comfortable being considered his woman or it's not a lifestyle that I would want to live. A lot of dudes in Atlanta seem to believe in this polyamorous, this polyamorous um, way of dating. They want multiple women, but then me as the woman, I would be expected to only want to be with him. And that's not fair to me. A lot of times, the thing that is the right choice for me to make, it's not necessarily what I want to do, but it is what is necessary for me to do, right? So what that means is a lot of things that are good for you in life, they're not going to feel like you made the greatest decision in that moment in time. They're not going to feel like they're benefiting you. They're going to feel very painful in the morning in in the moment or they're going to make you feel like you're missing out on something in the moment there's this do i want to say it's cruel of life but there's a certain duality in life that you have to you have to put off instant gratification to get things that you want in the long run so if you want something really great later you usually have to do what feels not so great right now. And I hope that doesn't go over too many heads, but that's basically leads into this whole conversation that I was having with a client who, you know, want we may be wanting something more. We really like each other. Anytime we're together, we have a great time. The energy is always spot on. And the sex has been amazing. Uh, the sex was great. But 
he believes in multiple women, but none of the women can have a boyfriend other than him. And that's not fair. Um, and then he only hangs out with the women when he wants to. It's not when the woman wants to. So there's an issue of reciprocity. And he has multiple baby mamas. So I'm already coming in at like fourth, fifth, sixth place, right? You already have multiple children with multiple women. And then you already have other women in your life that you're dealing with romantically. I'm not special. I'm not coming in first place. I'm not priority. Why would I want to come into that? And, you know, even though I feel strongly about this person, it doesn't feel great to say that we can't do whatever we do because I know that I'm never going to get from you what I want from you. But I know it's the better decision for me because I know how this is probably going to end up, right? So Benjamin Button asks, what if you could have other partners in a polyamorous relationship? Uh... I think I'd be okay. So this is how I tried to explain it to him as well. So I'm already starting at like fourth, fifth and sixth place in this particular scenario. Right. I had another conversation with a male friend of mine who he wants like a polyamorous, not with me, but we've just talked about like how our, what our views are on relationships and he would want to be poly. Uh, what it comes down for me, what it comes down to for me, I'm realizing is a lot of guys just don't want the responsibility of having to be dependable for one person because they would say that, oh, I'm getting multiple things from multiple people because there's no way that one person can give me everything that I need. And I would agree with that. But when you and it, it comes down to they don't want titles on things either. But anything that you do in life comes with a title. It comes with a description. It comes with a certain level of sacrifice. So I don't understand some of the thinking that these guys have. But if I could have other partners, then maybe. But my response to your question, what if I could have what if I could have other partners in a polyamorous situation? I, I need to start out monogamous with somebody first because I understand that it's going to be really difficult for one person to be everything to you. I would have to start off monogamous because I do understand that you're not going to you're not always going to get everything that you want from one person. That's a lot of pressure. And I recognize that. But why would I want to come into a relationship and I'm already starting third, fourth, fifth tier? We never got the opportunity to see what it's like with just us before a lot of these dudes want to bring in other people into the relationship or they already have their people lined up. So that's the issue that I have with it. I don't even have a firm, solid foundation with you. And I already have to accept that other people are involved when I'm only I only have eyes for you. I'm only looking at you, but I have to accept that we can only hang out when you want to hang out. I have to accept that you're having sex with other women, but I can't have sex with other men. It's not fair. So I'm open to the idea of polyamory or I'm open to the idea of having an open relationship, but I need to start out with our foundation first. It has to be me and you first. So because there's the other issue too, right? The same person they want they want multiple women, but then he doesn't want the women. 
he doesn't want us to know each other. He doesn't want us to talk to each other. He doesn't want us having each other's number, which makes no sense to me. If I'm in a relationship like that, everybody needs to be on the same page. Everybody needs to have open communication. He uh, he has said that one of the girls was like, have you had sex with so-and-so referring to me? And he lied and said no. And I'm like, so you're not being truthful. And if you want a poly relationship, I also tweeted about this on my Twitter at this is Lexi on Twitter. So check it out. But if you want a meaningful relationship, whether that's with one woman or with many women and whatever kind of relationship, whether that's romantic or professional, you have to communicate honestly all the time, not just when you think people will be able to handle it. So if you claim you want this kind of relationship, but you're lying to this one about what you're doing with another one, you're not ready for a polyamorous relationship. You're not ready for a polygamous relationship, whatever, whatever term you want to refer to. You're not ready for an open, open relationship because what a lot of guys don't understand is you need to be honest no matter what, because the moment you start lying about everything, you're taking away someone's choice in deciding whether or not this is something they want to deal with. So if you can't even be honest with your other women that you're sleeping with another woman, you're not ready for, you're not ready for this kind of relationship. In my mind, it always just boils down to a lot of dudes just want to have sex with who they want to have sex with. They don't want the responsibility of having to be dependable for someone because maybe they're not dependable for themselves yet um i can't quite comment on that because i don't know the full scope of the life that a lot of these guys are living so yeah benjamin button says polly is there so you don't have to lie he's not handling that correctly exactly so (laughs) And it's just like, you're not ready for a one woman relationship, let alone a relationship with many women. If you are already lying to someone who you do not claim officially about someone who you also do not claim officially. If you really bout it, if you really keeping it 100, you're telling everybody, hey, I'm sleeping with this one. I'm sleeping with that one. Because also for me, when people ask me a question, I'm going to answer truthfully. It sucks to have to tell the truth. It really does. But um, I would rather live in my truth than have to keep up with multiple lies told to multiple people. And I think that there's another issue. There's another layer of people not being honest with themselves and people not. How do I say they're not being honest with themselves and they're not truly living in their truth completely. They're not living in their truth completely. Because when you can be honest with everybody, no matter what, that's when you are comfortable with yourself, in my opinion. And that's that's just how I am too, though. If someone asks me a question, it's because they're wondering about it. It's because they have a legitimate concern about it. I'm going to answer truthfully. Also, if I ask somebody a question, I would want to know. That's why I'm asking. I'm the type to do research when I want to know certain things. So 
I would want someone to answer me truthfully about something. So I give people the same kind of courtesy. But I understand not everybody gives those courtesies the way that I do. So, you know, relationships as a female engineer. I think I, I, I addressed that earlier in the chat, but yeah. Guys who have shot their shot at me. There have been many. A lot of them have never followed through on getting a date with me. Because they'll say things like, hit me up when you want to go out. No, you said you wanted my time. Hit me up. Ask me what my schedule is. Ask me when is a good day and time to go out to dinner specifically. Ask me when is a good day and time I want to take you out for coffee. Or what's a good day and time let's go out for ice cream. Ask for specifics and then follow through. I think that's what really irritates me. Um, but again, like I said, they've already shown me that they're not a serious artist because they won't even come into the studio consistently. So how can I expect them to be a consistent partner in a romantic sense? They're not following through on working hard for their dream. They're not going to follow through and working hard to secure me as their woman. Benjamin Button asks, any studio crush that kept it professional? Yeah, studio crush that kept it professional. <laughs> that one was not professional at all. We definitely, oh, that other one was not professional at all because we definitely did things. I'm just revealing some stuff. We definitely did things in the studio. Don't tell nobody. Um, one, we never did anything. The other one never did anything. Half of them kept it professional. But I think um, depending on how much I like them, it irritates me when they're able to keep it way too professional and I'm trying to flirt and I want to be touchy feely. So that's the only thing that irritates me about having studio crushes and why I try not to get with clients um because there's also been where a client I had we stopped messing around and then suddenly they stopped coming to the studio now at the same time they found a spot that was cheaper and I guess was able to do more last minute sessions I'm not the best person to try to do last minute sessions with because I'm always trying to see who's going to secure my time first. And people who are serious about securing my time, they send things like deposits or they pay in full. Um, and these client, this client got upset because I'm not about to just get up at 11, 12 o'clock at night for you and you aren't putting in a, a deposit and you only want to do one or two hours. No. So I think um, at the same time, he found a studio that was cheaper it just so happened to be around the time that we stopped messing around. For the most part, like I said, it's all been professional. Except for those couple that things have happened in the studio. Very spicy, very porno. Very amazing, very amazing. But uh, yeah. Oh, and I have to comment on when I was actually dating someone. This man met me while I was working in recording studios and he knows, well, he knew that 
the studio helped me to pay my bills, he would get upset with me because I would be in the studio long hours, late nights with guys in the studio. But when you met me, this is exactly what I was doing. He would be very upset. Sorry, that's like over my ear. And he actually um, would tell me things like, I don't want you working late nights in the studio with these guys because I know what happens late nights in the studio with these guys. And I'm like, well, you don't pay any of my bills. So that's not something that I'm willing to compromise on with you. Now you want to take me in this. This nigga wasn't even taking me on dates for real. And I, I can't believe I called him my boyfriend. All we did really was have sex and hang out at the house, which don't get me wrong. That's cool. We would cook dinner together. We'd watch movies together, you know, but we rarely went out on dates like planned dates. It's I can remember I can count on one hand how many occasions he specifically told me to get up, get dressed. Let's go do this thing. And it was very, very little. But he's one example of a guy who was getting jealous of the fact that I was in the studio late night with other guys. <laughs> and um, he would constantly accuse me of cheating on him. Unfortunately, I did make the mistake of cheating on him once with a client. So that's why he felt that way. But that happened after a year into our relationship. And I wasn't happy with him. I wasn't strong enough to stay away from him when we did break up. He wasn't strong enough to let me go when we broke up. And then it was just a mess. It was just really a mess. But um, yeah, he accused me of it enough times and then it finally happened. So I think in his mind, it justified whatever he was thinking about me because I finally slipped up and did the thing that, you know, I had always told him not to worry about. Although everything comes in layers, though, right? Like I said, I wasn't happy in the relationship. What's up, Greg? Like I said, I wasn't happy in the relationship. And so, yeah, when you get into a relationship and you're working long hours with other guys and these guys like. Not while I was in a relationship, but I've had clients who, you know, they'll tip me or they'll give me extra money to go get my nails done, get my hair done, or just here, you work hard, you deserve this. I know how that would make someone feel if I was in a relationship. I'm not in a relationship with anybody right now. Um, and I certainly would not accept such gifts or favors, you know, if I'm, if I was in a relationship, but, um, yeah, so I find that some guys who want to claim me, they try to control when I go to the studio, even though this particular relationship, especially never paid any of my bills, never took me on consistent dates, never traveled with me anywhere, um, never paid a phone bill, never put gas in my car even. This man was trying to tell me when I could and could not go to the studio to make money to pay my bills. So that that was very frustrating back then. Um, yeah. So I find that it's really difficult 
Well, I haven't even really had to worry about that, really, because I haven't been in relationship for real. Greg said, Greg1828 Rocket Mail Calm says, same here. It's all about focusing on yourself before putting others first. Yeah. And um, had he been willing to maybe pay some bills to help offset me having to go to the studio late? Maybe I would I would have been willing to compromise on taking late night sessions because let's be clear. It's not an issue of, oh, I don't trust these guys that you're around. It's not an issue of safety. It was an issue of insecurity with him. He really, in his mind, believed that I'm just I was just out here having sex with all of my clients and wilding out. Or he really believed that I would be lying to him about being in the studio so late. Like he just couldn't believe that recording studios operate on such weird late hours. Um, But I mean, I understand. I understand his fears. I do, especially with the consistent clients. I do spend a lot of time with male clients. We're in the studio for hours at a time. Three to five times out of the week. We're spending a lot of time together. I'm spending time with my clients more than my romantic other, potentially, you know? So I could see where those insecurities would come from. But at the end of the day, he didn't trust me because come to find out, as soon as we broke up, he already had a little something on the side that he was able to slide right into. I was the one who, out of the relationship, I didn't date for like a year. (sighs) Oh, and the icing on the cake. Benjamin Button asks, was he an artist? How was it he didn't understand the protocol? Yes, he was an artist. He was an artist. But maybe that's also why he didn't, because maybe he did stuff when he was, he wasn't an artist at the time, but he had been an active artist back in his day. He was also 12 years older than me, okay? Um, So there were a lot of things I felt like he should have been more mature about. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, there were a lot of things I feel like he should have been more mature about. You're 12 years older than me. He's, he had been through the whole artist experience. Um, but that's what leads me to believe that, you know, maybe that's why he was insecure because maybe he's the one who was knocking him down at the studio being an artist himself. That's not what was happening at my sessions, but maybe because he did it back in his time, he thought that's what I was doing. I don't know. And then he had only ever come to the studio two times and we dated for a year and a half. He booked my studio once and had me engineer him. But for some reason, he was like so uncomfortable that I was the one recording him. Oh, I don't know. That whole relationship just irritates me to my core. Thank you so much for joining in on this conversation for this week for Lex Chat. Let me know how you feel about this topic in the comment section down below. If you are a female engineer, have you had similar experiences or if you are an observer or if you're a male engineer, how have you experienced relationships? You know, what's been your experience with relationships as an engineer? Um, Make sure that you if you're watching on YouTube, give me a big thumbs up. Share this with people, you know, comment down below. Uh, Subscribe, hit the notification bell so you'll be notified each and every time I post new content. If you would like to get um, all of this content way ahead of time before the general public. And if you would like the bonus material, because there's an extra 
20 or 30 minutes of content that you're missing out on if you're not a patron of mine. But if that's something you're interested in and you want exclusive behind the scenes content, like pictures from photography sessions that I'm doing or behind the scenes stuff when, when I'm on these different music video sets and all those kinds of things, you can become a patron for as low as $5 a month at patreon.com slash Lexi ATL. That's patreon.com for slash Lexi ATL. For as little as $5 a month to become a patron of mine so you will have exclusive access to bonus material and behind the scenes material that the general public either does not get to see or doesn't get to see as quickly as you, which sometimes could be weeks, could be months. Sometimes it's been a damn year, y'all. I'll be honest with you. But thank you so much for tuning in to this week of Lex Chat. See you next week. My name is Lexi. Peace.